Hi and welcome back to No Improvement, a sort of funny talk show that explores the vast, untapped potential of TV shows, books, films, and more. I'm Tia. I'm Flonia. And today, with full spoilers, just so you know, so if oh you haven't God. seen this, please <laughs> go watch it first. Um, but we're going to be talking about The Haunting of Bly Manor, the entire season, um, not necessarily in order, um, but just... It came out... Like two weeks ago, it is nine episodes. I think That's they're all right. like an hour long. So just, I did it in two nights. You can just settle in and watch it. Yeah, it will kill think... you emotionally. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more on the drama side than the scares side. Or I guess yeah. like, well, I mean, that's true. And also there's some ghostly apparitions that seem to be more like like literal manifestations of guilt and then there are mm. others that are like that's a ghost <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> I think um yeah so like to pre preface this it is technically sort of a sequel series but yeah. more like spiritual sisters um, to the Haunting of Hill House series. Yeah. Um, a lot of the same actors, same like creator, director. Different roles. Different, different roles. Story. Different. Um, they're, they're both based on text. So like the Haunting of Hill House is based on Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. This one is much more faithful to the text it's based on it's the the turn of the screw by henry james very famous ghost story um english british uh tale and what i didn't realize until uh today because i've only ever read the turn of the screw from henry james is that this series also incorporates like a bunch of his other short stories um mm. or at least concepts from them and throughout the series and some of them are pretty small like one of them it's just uh, the candles that Hannah Gross, the housekeeper who I love, uh, uh -huh. lights is like the the center of one of his short stories, um, which is actually the name of the episode, like that centers around her altar of the dead. Um, and then there's a couple mm. of other ones, but we can discuss when we get to them. Um, <laughs> I I think I like wrote down a timeline for where the show goes, and I think. Uh, like one important thing because I know this blocked a lot of people who came into this thinking it was going to be like Hill House is that <clears throat> they were like I'm like two episodes in we're still with this story with Danny and these kids Danny being our main character the narrator she comes to England to nanny well she doesn't come to nanny but she is in England and she has decided to nanny these orphans who are the creepiest oh I, my god <laughs> i felt like they wanted flora to have a really cute introduction but i spent episodes thinking she was possessed <laughs> because she way, was so creepy right. well yeah. see me it was miles because miles is the one who like in turn of the screw is the creepy evil one 
And like there Got were that vibe line too. reads, <laughs> there were those line reads every once in a while where I was like, I would drop kick this child if I was in his presence and he said shit like that to me. Like at one point he's like, Danny, come down here. It's so difficult to hang around children all the time, isn't it? And like curls her hair around his finger. And I was like, if a child did that to me, that kid would be getting locked in a closet or something. That is terrifying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A little British orphan is like, oh, it's so difficult to be with children. Go to hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it uh, things only really start getting like intricate and supernatural and kind of what you'd expect coming from Hill House um, halfway, like at episode five, um, mm -hmm. which actually worked out perfectly for me because I watched episodes one to four in one night and then five through nine in the other night. Oh, uh, yeah. So it worked out real well for me. Uh, yeah, there's a big shift in the story when they start going ghost, 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 because at first... Danny's like main ghostly interaction that she knows about is with her uh, dead fiance, who is like who, not really a ghost. The but design is. of that ghost, by the way, where you just see the really bright glasses the and like a dark glasses. shape that yeah. looks so cool. I was like, I hate it, but it's yeah. beautiful. Thank you. And she just she just kind of sees him in the mirrors. Yeah, he doesn't really haunt her. He just kind of hangs out. <laughs> Yeah. In a horrible way. Yeah, like she, I feel like it's like she feels bad for forgetting about him. And so yeah. he'll like pop up and she's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot and about that traumatic event. It's also um, the one time we see him uh, until she burns the glasses and lets him, lets him go. And then um, she gets another ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, is uh, when she's kissing... Jamie for the first time and he just pops up behind Jamie and I was like no fuck off it's not even a mirror you're breaking your own rules yeah Get out what of the here. hell which is just like I guess her guilt was like so strong in that moment of like she's the reason I'm using air quotes she's like the reason <laughs> he died um technically which that's okay. So that's in episode three. We get more of like her backstory. And I thought mm -hmm. it was a really interesting way of adapting the source material because, like, one of the huge themes of the turn of the screw is like sexual repression uh, oh. and like corruption of the innocent. And this is one of those things where, because it's a Victorian story, they can't really like say some things, they have to allude. So a lot of the talk is about um, how Peter Quint and Miss Jessel, they were involved in corrupting the children. But they don't really specify anything further than that. They're just like, they were corrupting influences. And you're like, did they teach them how to gamble? What? <laughs> what did they do? And there's kind of a hint that like there was some molestation happening. Um, which is something oh. that does get picked up with this later on with Peter, um, which I was like, I see where you are. Does but it? The yes, briefly, super briefly. I totally briefly. missed that. I think oh I, I saw it because I was looking for it. I was like, aha, your father was a pedophile. Super. Okay, so you he funky. was molested. Yeah. But and they, there he is didn't... some stuff where like he's basically grooming the kids afterwards to be like, and you're going to let me be a ghost in you, right? And they're like, yeah. yeah. that's true. <laughs> it's like, mm. uh, that's But true. the stuff with, like, 
Whereas in the Victorian story, it's like the nanny is kind of just horny and has no th nothing to do with it because she's just in the middle of nowhere with these goddamn creepy kids. And she's just <laughs> like, I just want to do stuff and I can't because it's Victorian times and I'm poor. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah. And in this one, it's like, it's the 80s well, girl. <laughs> I'm a lesbian, but I guess I have to marry this man I grew up with because that's what everyone expects of me. Uh, which I was like, that's a good way of adapting it. Um, yeah. Especially, like, the um, the choices they made in the, the framing of it were usually, like... Like, there were hints. Like, when she interacts with Jamie in the first few episodes, it was like, okay, are you gonna... Uh, uh, you gonna get together? You gonna kiss? Um, <laughs> like, me and my roommate were chanting, like, kiss, 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 a few times. Um... <laughs> But, like, in the first flashback where she's trying on the wedding dress and, like, the lady who's helping her with the fitting is, like, kind of caressing the dress on her back and she's like, you look so beautiful. And Danny's like... Huh. Huh. I was like, yeah, Danny. Yes. Realize this about yourself. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. I actually did not... For the first few episodes, I did not pick up on either romance at all. Like, the Damn. only one I got was, um, obviously, Peter and Miss Jessel, because they would, like, look at each other really, like, flirty from, like, second one. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I get that is a thing. But, like, I did not pick up on anything with uh, the people living in the house, like Owen and uh, Miss Gross, Hannah, like yeah. I and 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 Danny and uh, oh my god their names are so hard Jamie. for me to remember Jamie <laughs> I wrote these down I'm bad with names so I was like I'm gonna write down everyone's names basically for like the first four episodes I was in like ghost mode <laughs> like trying to figure out the ghost stuff and so yeah. I wasn't really paying much attention to the personal relationships until basically both of those couples became like way more obvious. And then, like, there was just, like, a shift where I was, like, okay, they're all just single people. And then, like, the next part, I was, like, they're all in couples. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, did, I did have, not like, a very good, like, early on, I was, like, I would be down with them all just, like, living in a house together. And it's just, like, we're a foursome polyamorous relationship raising yeah. these two children. I was, like, I would be down. Uh, yeah, they're it's just a, a bunch family. of women and Owen. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah, they. I think it was, it was Jamie's stance. She power gay sat. She was oh, like, I I got the sense that Jamie was gay, <laughs> but I just didn't get the sense that any of these characters were going to like mm. be romantic until they like would overtly flirt with each other, <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh. <laughs> so like, I don't know what I was doing. Um, but I will I mean, say, um, one thing I did know was that Hannah was dead. Oh, um, you had and that. And that's, yeah, spoiled. I mean, I, d I didn't know until, like, the memory episode. But, like, once that episode was, like, once the concept of her going mm. through the memories was established, I was like, oh, she's dead. The crack, the crack means something. Maybe she's been dead this whole time. And then they reveal what the crack meant. And I was like, this is the only guess I got right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think that's one thing where like Hill House kind of fucked people up for this series because I know so many people they already pulled that. were like, <laughs> I need to figure out like the twist, the like, 
oh, this was the, the whole time. Um, so I, like people I was talking to were like guessing who was dead. <laughs> and for some reason, no one got it right. People were oh always God. guessing the wrong people. Uh, here, uh, people were like, uh, Owen is dead. Then people were like, everyone but Danny and the children are dead. Then just <laughs> literally everyone is dead. <laughs> like it really arranged. And like the problem with this show is that it was like, because I was like, H Hannah can't be dead. Because like everyone's interacting with her and she's interacting with objects and stuff. Uh, kind of weird that she's not eating, but like, you know, maybe she I has thought, some sort of eating disorder. I don't know. <laughs> her zoning out was the, that was the thing that was suspicious to me. Like how like every time people would talk to her, she'd be zoned out. I was, I thought like she was either being possessed or she was a ghost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did feel prepped from the Haunting of Hill House to be like, yeah. there's going to be a secret ghost. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, episode five, where you kind of like the show kind of just starts holding your hand of being like, ghosts exist. Here's some rules. And you're like, OK, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and they like journey. introduce you to the concept of like the memory, memory tucking. Mm -hmm. Um which, and then Viola, yeah. Oh, yeah, an episode eight. I would say those are, like, the two big standout episodes in terms of, like, changing things pretty dramatically in the show. Um, it's episode five, Altar, Altar of the Dead, which is Hannah's flashback where it's like, she's been a goose the whole time, man. <laughs> like, literally the whole time. It ends with, like, oh, yep, she got pushed down the well just before Danny showed up. Whoops. Um, and then episode eight, which is also based on another Henry James story, which is also the, the name of the episode, which is like the, the romance of old clothes, that special romance of old clothes. Mm. It's, it's a very cool title. Um, and so basically the, the whole story with Viola and the, the, uh, chest of old clothes to be given to her daughter opened by her sister, who's also stolen her husband and killed her at that point, yep. uh, and then getting strangled to death. And then the husband being like, this chest is fucking haunted, and tossing it in the lake, which I was like, fair enough. I mean, like, obviously that's the decision that led to all the ghosts and multiple murders by said ghost, but entirely fair. Like, I completely <laughs> understand how you came to that conclusion, sir. And it was smart that they left... Yeah, they were just there. like, I'm like, we're leaving the haunted chest and we're just leaving this house and going somewhere else. I did see someone who had like a theory where which I had kind of floated, but it had like no basis in reality. So this is entirely a fan theory. Mm -hmm. But when they were like, and then they went to America, I was like, and then centuries happened and Danny is their descendant. Oh my God. I don't really know. I was like, and that's why her and Viola were able to do the You, Me, Us. But honestly, you could probably, she probably could have done that by herself at any point. So I thought the whole <laughs> You, Me, Us thing was just the reason it worked was because they were both gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the gays know the other gays. Viola was like, oh, uh, you already have a girlfriend and I can sort of like hang out with y'all. Like, this might be good for me. Well, I was like, I literally married my cousin I would love to actually be with someone I love yeah uh, but here are two things that I do not fully understand still exciting yes so one 
um, why does like why does she decide to come back and take Danny when she does? Like I don't know. And also, what is up with the freak? Like when Viola walks through the house, anyone who's in her path, she just like automatically chokes. <laughs> and I'm like, damn. Like if I knew you were gonna. You know, if she was going to be that into that mechanism or something, I felt like I would have seen more of it in her past. Mm. But it was really just like she slapped her sister a couple times and then choked her to death as a ghost. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, where did the choking thing come from? I just want, I want answers. But mm. I don't think I'm going to get those because I watched yeah. it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I, <laughs> I think... did not receive them. <laughs> So I think for the choking one, it's it's just uh, like by the point she starts doing that, because the first time she does it historically, it was like a plague doctor, which was some years later. It's like she's already kind of zoned out at that point. <laughs> she's just like, and if you're in my way, fuck you. Um, and I'm not going to stop. So we got to do this choking thing on the move. Um, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> she just a became a choking <laughs> expert. Yeah. Over the years. Um and then, wait, what was the first... Oh, um, I think the thing with um, Viola taking over Danny is it's not like... She was like, it's fucking time. <laughs> it was more like a gradual thing. It and just then, took time. Yeah. Like, I don't know if leaving to the States gave her, like, more or less time. Because they do get ten years... Which is partly why I'm like, the ending is sad, but I'm also, like, I'm happy... For them because they had 10 years together and that's beautiful yeah. um but like yeah i think it was a thing of like yeah this is gonna catch up to you eventually and we have no idea how long that's gonna be so like oh, go with god um and then eventually <laughs> she was like oh i'm gonna choke jamie to death in her sleep <laughs> yeah she's go. like i really miss choking people that's like the only thing i miss about this situation <laughs> yeah uh i did see someone um in their like recap explanation of the end um say that their interpretation of her going back to bly manor and like going into the lake because i was like oh cool she just hangs out in the lake now i don't know um is that she's still doing the viola thing of getting up and wandering I was like, since we never see her do that, I don't think that's, like, established. Like, maybe she does that. Jamie, by the end, clearly thinks or hopes she does because she leaves the door open and, Mm. like, she looks in the thing. So, like, she's hoping she still walks, but I was like, I don't know that she does. All we saw was her hanging out in the bottom of a lake. For all I know, she just hangs out there. And it feels like that part of the breaking of the curse is to release the hold yeah but like i don't know <sighs> like does it mean like her spirit brought peace to viola's spirit and both of their spirits were like we can finally disintegrate or something or yeah. was it like like danny's just constantly fighting her for the rest of eternity and the yeah like like i, I, I mean i choose <laughs> to face the problem is it's like the whole thing is narrated by jamie um, yeah, because so she doesn't know. Oh, we forgot to yeah we forgot to frame this too is that the the framing device which I think is also how the turn of the screw is told it's like a dude like sitting down in a, a ha- like a uh, an inn or something and being like hey guys I have a fun story and then just the entire turn of the screw gets told um, mm. 
but it's you find out it, that the person telling the story, Carla Gugino, who actually I don't think that's how you say her name, but I'm going to commit to it. Um, <laughs> she is telling it like to Flora, and everyone involved in the story for the event of Flora's wedding. And so someone made the point because she doesn't want to like freak this kid out. And they do have that conversation where Flora's like, oh, that's weird. My middle name is Flora. And she's like, oh, mm -hmm. that Which, she might have changed a bunch watch. of details to like not freak her out and be like, you were haunted as a baby. <laughs> Remember? Right. Um, but also, yeah, the thing she doesn't know exactly what Danny was was going through. Um, so it's like a thing of like, I don't know how accurate any of this was because it's being told by Jamie, but also I really hope it wasn't terrible and that like she's just hanging out at the bottom of a lake, just zoned out for eternity. That's the dream for yeah. her, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it would be better than, I don't know, fighting uh, this scary lady. Yeah, <laughs> All forever. The time. Or yeah. doing what you see Viola doing when she dies, which is just hanging out in that one goddamn room all the time. Yeah. She, I thought it was an interesting story idea that, like, she resisted death for so long that mm. death stopped visiting the manor. And, yeah, sorry, I'm just going off about Viola randomly. But. Oh, yeah, no. That is a, it, it, yeah, it's a cool concept is that her will was so strong that, like, death literally decided to never come back to Bly. And it was like, this lady sucks. I'm never coming back here. Peace. Yeah, and then she, like, was responsible for a bunch of people's deaths. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Go self, though. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely, like, what they say at the end it's it's a ghost story. It's not really a ghost story. It's a love story. I was like, that's beautiful. But also, the ghost story did have a lot of ghosts, or the love story had a lot of ghosts in it. Um, and I think that, yeah, that's part of the, um, like, genre difference between this and Hill House is that it was a lot more focused on just the relationships than, you know, the, the spookies. Mm -hmm. Um... And how the I think, oh, spookies yeah. tie in. Well, yes. I was just thinking about the weird alter ego guy. Oh, yeah. So that that is, um, <laughs> I, I saw an interview with that actor uh, who was like, oh, yeah, I don't think that's like a ghost or a curse or anything. I think that's just like a physical manifestation of his guilt. And I was like, that's thank you. I glad was... to have an answer, buddy. Yeah, I felt like him and Danny's dude were both like the same sort of thing. Yeah. But everything else is real. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> it kind of also becomes the concept of like the rules of Bly Manor as like a ghost house. They're very, like, location-centric, but it's also the idea that you can carry your own ghosts within you. Mm. Um, yeah. I I do... There, There's one thing I, um, I heard on a podcast, and it wasn't about this. It was about the movie Us by Jordan okay. Peele. <laughs> on, on the Bechtel cast episode about it. Um, that their guest said, and I can't remember what her name was, but she was like, I think Get Out is a better constructed movie. Like, it's very tight. It has very on-point themes. But I like Us more 
because it has a lot to say and I'm very confused every time I watch it. And like you notice new things every time and like it doesn't really seem clear what it's trying to say, but it's like fun to see what it was doing. And I was kind of the same towards this because I was like, there's a lot of themes happening. I'm not sure mm -hmm. they all work <laughs> or are well thought out, but by God, is it fun to watch um, where I was trying to because like. Hill House, when, the first time I was watching, I was like, I kind of don't know what's happening. And then at one point, <laughs> I watched a video essay, and it was like, it's about trauma and grief. And I was like, oh, my God. Ugh, I get it. Um, so this time, <laughs> I was like trying to watch it and be like, what are the themes, though? What are they? And I kind of just kept pulling up random shit, because I was like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And then I was like, OK, it was everything. All the themes. All the themes of the world. But um, the ones I kind of I figured out well, not figured out, because I don't think there's a right answer, but the ones I was like, I think these are the big ones, and I'll focus on these ones, and I'll think about the other ones later. And it's um, cycles of abuse and trauma, that one mm -hmm. specifically with the child molestation stuff, and, like, Peter, in the conversation he has, when you see he's stuck in this loop that's this conversation with his mom, um, who's just gone out of prison, he says something about his dad, and I can't remember. I think it's something like, after what he did to me. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, implied that he was abused by his father um, throughout his childhood. And then sort of his relationship with the kids, mostly of, like, there's some language he says towards them when he's trying to convince them to, like, just go into their happy place and let him and his lover take over their bodies, which I was like, you want to be stuck in children, yeah. siblings' bodies? Yeah. Bad plan bad plan buddy <laughs> um it was very like grooming like he said certain stuff like okay it, like oh it's just a game like don't worry about it we do this mm. all the time i was like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um the other one was like losing yourself this is specifically brought up early with like owen's mom has dementia and he has a, a monologue about it where it's mm -hmm. like he wanted to remember her like everyone at the funeral wanted to remember her as she was before the dementia. And he was like, but that wasn't what it was like living with her for a very long time after she got it. Right. And the whole bit at the end of the finale where Danny and Jamie are like, I don't know how long we have left together. I'm losing myself. Uh -huh. It was just like, but as long as we're together and then they weren't. And that part hurt. But I was like, these are my two themes. I guess, sort of, and I have no <laughs> idea how they fit into things, but I kind of feel like this is going to be like Hill House, and either someone is going to make a more concise argument about it, or like a year from now, I'm going to wake up one day and be like, I get it, but um, I, that's as far as I got so far. <laughs> I felt like, well, I guess my focus while watching was on, like, ghost mechanics <laughs> and that like was, that that's the thing where i'm like in, in horror movies most of the time i'm like i assume your explanation isn't going to satisfy me so i will not focus on it i'm like i want to know <laughs> how you think your ghosts work and whether or not i agree <laughs> um but i i was satisfied in that regard but yeah as far as themes go i definitely feel like this i mean if you know like what you said before about them picking little pieces out of different um, short stories and stuff by 
the author of the Turn of the Screw. What was his name again? Henry James. Henry James. It's it's weird because it's two first names that are also very boring. So I'm always just like Henry Man. <laughs> Guy Joe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel like they're it became about I mean, I don't know, this is also like uh, every ghost story is a love story, but also like every story about death is also about life. And I felt like it was just very much like life stories. Because like Owen has this whole thing about, you know, like, like, should we go away? Like, like trying to decide what to do yeah. with himself. And, and the fact that he like never really is like, Hannah, we should go out. <laughs> like she's oh. already dead. It's too late now. The whole conversation where she keeps repeating the bit where they're like, we should go to Paris together. And like originally she was like, I can't go to Paris. And he's like, nah, we should go to Paris. And by like the third time they do it, she's like, I really want to go to Paris with you. Please take me to Paris. I'm just like, ah, ah. Yeah. Yeah. That one was, that was like, I don't know. In part, that I think that's why I was like, is this a romance? Just because everyone was like very nice to each other, and I couldn't tell if they're going for like a family <laughs> thing or a British polite, thing. where you yeah, can't tell I'm if just they're like, flirting or not. <laughs> I'm like, if I was in the situation, I would not think any of them were remotely interested in talking to me, <laughs> except for maybe Owen because he's very friendly. Ah, uh, I feel like I would. Be oh my god, <laughs> by Hannah's good fashion. Oh, oh my God. She's so stylish. Um, so the, stylish. But talking about Owen made me remember maybe my favorite line in the entire show. And it's so stupid. But for some reason, the line after, I forget what episode it's in, but it's um, one of the Rebecca and Peter centered flashbacks where mm -hmm. she tastes, they're having like a discussion about whether the, the cake batter should be have more strawberry or lemon. Right. And she tastes the batter. And then Peter's like, you tasted his batter, you whore. And it's oh my literally God. the funny. I was like, okay, that's awful. But also, out of context, the funniest line of, it, of the century. I, speaking of funniest lines, I think my funniest line. And I like almost Screamed. I thought it was so fucking funny at the time. But it was like um, when Flora and Miles like perform their little show. Yeah. And Miles starts getting really creepy oh in his speech. <laughs> and then the phone rings and Owen is like, Peter Quinn, thank God. Or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, this is the funniest shit. I thought you were going to say the other bit that happens like right after that where they're all like, um, oh, I guess we have to all stay awake together in one room because Peter Quint is, like, roaming the premises. And then Flora's like, we're going to have the best night ever. We're going to stay up for it. And it hard cuts to them just passed out in the front of the fireplace. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, that's the great. reality of every, like, we're going to stay up all night. Yeah. <laughs> every time I try to catch Santa. <laughs> oh, God. Failed. Failed. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, there are a lot of little comedic moments in this. Like, well, I mean, Danny's character is kind of ridiculous I at times. I love her. Someone did a compilation of gifts of her power walking, um, usually to go cry or, like, grab a child. And honestly, <laughs> I've never felt more seen 
by a character because that's how I walk. <laughs> like, oh my God. yeah, just oh my like husband. angry, like you don't, like you just kind of stomp over. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> honestly, honestly me. I feel so represented. Um, but yeah, mm. I know also uh, a lot of the reaction to this uh, was gay women going like, this is good. This is the shit I like to see. <laughs> it kind of just was like, uh, you know, lesbians are having a, a rough time in terms of representation and anything that has any lesbian content, they will flock to. Because I saw <laughs> so many people on Tumblr being like, oh, this has lesbians in it? I guess I will watch it. I am a scaredy cat, but I will watch it for the lesbians. And I'm like, you know it's what? It's worth this it to It's also, because yeah, it is. It's not that scary. It's not that scary. Um, I was talking to my mom about it. And she was like, I have seen no ghosts so far. And I was like, how, like, how many episodes into it are you? And she was like, oh, three. And I was like, mom, there's been so many ghosts by that point. There's yeah. a close-up on the plague ghost in the first episode. You didn't see that? And she was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, you're purposefully not looking. You're purposefully not looking for them at that point. <laughs> yeah, the military dude, he is, like, standing in the background against the wall, like... In so many shots. I yeah. started, like, having that moment of, like, am, is that actually a person or are my eyes just tricking me? Mm. Um, yeah, I had that with the plague so doctor a lot. He's the only one I could really point out because of the pointy beak. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, my brain Dead just, giveaway. like, I looked up a lot of the other ones and they're just, like, a shape in the background. But for some reason, my brain was like, that's a, a chair or something. I don't know. Um there was one that freaked me out though, uh, looking out, um, like all the, all the places where there were ghosts. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a shot where they're in the kitchen and the plague doctor ghost is just in the fireplace, like very <laughs> visible. He's just sitting, hanging out. I was like, Oh, I hate that. I completely hate that. And I'm totally missed it. Um, I thought that was cool. Um, I did, read somewhere um that basically the way they did the the placement of the ghosts was they would like set up the shot the director would set up a shot and then there would be like a secondary unit on set who just placed the ghosts like it wasn't i want to be the ghost unit ah. i know just like okay we're we're gonna just hide a ghost in the background don't worry about it and then there's an interview with um the actress who plays hannah gross uh tania miller where she was like, yeah, they didn't tell us when there were ghosts on set. So sometimes I'd just be walking around the kitchen and see a small child in the corner and <laughs> just scream. And I was like, ah. <laughs> honestly, mildly terrifying, but I love it. Oh, my God. I love that shit. They um, were living it. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts were really there. Uh, it was also a cool interview because they were talking about how... Um, she was like, yeah, I didn't read the, I was working on another show, so I didn't read the scripts. Like, I agreed to do it, and then I was, like, working through the scripts as I was shooting this other show. And everyone kept being like, did you read episode five yet? And she was like, no, no, I haven't, no. <laughs> and she got to it, and she was like, holy shit! God damn it! <laughs> um, so, like, like, I'm glad. Uh, and she also did mention that she was, um, 
like trying to figure out how to play a ghost and then kind of settled on, oh yeah, she's zoning out all the goddamn time because she's dead and she has no idea what the fuck is happening. Uh, Just zone out more. <laughs> yeah. And in the episode where you, uh, episode five, where you see her kind of hop around these memories, I would be disoriented too because she just hops from like moment to moment without really realizing it. And some so of them are real like, and some aren't. Yeah. yeah. And it would just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> where am I? What? What's happening? What conversation are we doing right now? Um, but also um. the conversation that she kept going back to with her and Owen in the kitchen when he interviewed. And when she was like, this is my ha- one of my happiest memories. I was like, ah, yes, it is. <laughs> I know. Oh. It was also sad. Like. I guess, like, at the start of that episode, there's a scene with Peter and Miss Jessel, and it's, like, her memory. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I really like this one, but I've never seen you here before. And I was like, this is so fun. I'm like, bring it, show. Let's get crazy. I got really excited at that (laughs) episode. And all the ones following, it just sort of, like, I felt like the first few episodes, they were establishing the different characters, and then yeah. after that, it just was like, time to go off the rails. And yeah. they did a good no, job, I thought. Yeah, I know people who were like, uh, uh, like, they just had a harder time getting into it. And I was like, I don't know how to explain it to you. But like after five, the ghost start stuff happening. And by the last episode, I was weeping uncontrollably. So like, <laughs> you might have to just commit to all nine episodes <laughs> to know if you like it or not. Because you can't really stop at the third episode and be like, I've got a good vibe of where the series is going. Because, like, you truly do not. You truly have no idea where it's going based on those ones. Um, yeah, for sure. So it's kind of like a watch the whole thing and then get back to me. Um, but everyone I've talked to who's gotten to the last episode, they're like, yeah, bitch, I cried. It was beautiful. I was like, this show, I feel like they're pretty good about tying things together yeah. at the end. And a lot of stuff in genre doesn't do a great job with that. So that's I remembered nice. what the thing was that I was oh, like, yes. you have to, I have to tell you this. I'm so excited that I found this out. Okay. <laughs> the guy who plays Flora's husband uh-huh. is Greg Sestero from The Room slash The Disaster <gasps> Artist. What? He's he's made it once again. I read an interview with him where he was like, listen, I really thought that The Room being a cult classic would get me hired in more projects. It has not. But apparently, um, Mike Flanagan, the creator of this series, really likes the disaster artist and was like, I want to hire Greg. <laughs> That's amazing. Good for so you, I saw Greg. something where it was like, Greg had a cameo in Bly Manor. I was like, where? Where was Greg? Uh, he didn't have the beard, though, in my defense. And I've only really known what he looks like with the beard. I made absolutely no note of that man's appearance in this show. Like, I <laughs> I'm barely not, paid attention to Flora. <laughs> not to insult Greg. He didn't have the most interesting presence when Carla Gugino is telling a weird story at a wedding about ghosts, which is like, oh my God, what the fuck is the vibe after that? 
where it's just like, hey, everybody, glad we're all here hanging out together. Uh, I hope you're ready for a nine hour story time. Yeah. Uh, it, like, honestly, there's other things going on. Also, you may have been distracted by the guy who's standing over his shoulder who is supposed to be older uh, Rupee Cole, who plays Owen, who oh looks nothing like Owen. That, I got so confused. So the first time I watched through this season, I thought this was just a random wedding and she was just like, I knew she, she was the gardener. It. I thought she was, well, I mean, like, I thought she was invited, but like, it was just <laughs> random people and that it was just like, she just kind of saw the other people in those random people. Mm. But no, it was literally them. I didn't realize because Owen looked so freaking different. Like, that was the one and only thing that prevented me from <laughs> understanding. It's so funny, funny. Because when uh, they, like, overlay his face with that guy's face, I was like, okay, well, there no way are they supposed to be the same person. So clearly <laughs> this is just, like a, like, a hallucinatory memory. Nope. <laughs> Nope, it was all of them. It's literal, yeah. Uh, Man. <laughs> it's the funniest oh. thing. Speaking of things we should probably mention, um, Flora's Peppa Pig. <laughs> <gasps> I forgot about that. I looked that up because she looked really familiar. I was like, I must have seen this child actress in something. She's literally in like two other things and one of them is voicing Peppa Pig. So I can't have seen her. She must just have a British face. I don't know. But I did see that she voiced Peppa Pig after a certain date. I guess they, they the OG Peppa has retired. Oh, my God. From being Peppa. Oh, my God. It's crazy. What a world we live in. Um, I cannot. I want them to make, like, continue making these shows on like yeah. increasingly obscure ba like books because th these are delightful they and are it's like i know people were like Bly manor isn't as good as hill house and i'm like first of all they're different so you can't really compare them because they're for different tastes they're different <laughs> yeah they're trying to do different things but also like i still had such a good time with it <laughs> and that's yeah. it's really all i'm looking for these days well, I well I'll wait to recommend some stuff afterwards because <laughs> I don't want to get too offhand. <laughs> um, but before we get to the episode ending, um, we are going to be talking about the movie from this year starring Lily James uh, called Rebecca, based on the Daphne du Maurier novel, and then probably more famous. The Hitchcock film of the same name. A lot of Rebecca's <laughs> going around here. Yeah, and apparently which, it's gotten really mixed reviews, so it should be fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, which, by the way, there is a tie back to Bly Manor because I don't remember, I couldn't remember if in the original Turn of the Screw we ever got a first name for Miss Jessel. So when they revealed it to be Rebecca, my brain was like, is this somehow also an adaptation of Rebecca? So they <laughs> tossed that in there. And I was like really trying to figure it out and see if it was if it was accurate. And then I was like, yeah, I think her name is just Rebecca. But I'm glad we finally get to use my Rebecca knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So from one Rebecca to the next. <laughs> um, but I guess we should also say something that we learned from the hunting of Bly Manor. Don't 
don't be a Peter in your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> if you feel yourself being a Peter Quint, unless it's being like a six foot four beautiful man. You can be a tall, beautiful man if you want. But don't but be nice. Be meanie. <laughs> don't be creepy. Mind control your girlfriend and make her drown herself and then make her feel herself drowning because you didn't want to do it. Don't do that. That's that a sucks. dick move. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you love them, let them go. <laughs> if you love them, you die for them. <laughs> oh my God. Although, I guess. What, uh, what's I mean, name? let him go is like the more wholesome version, but like if you're gonna kill them to be a ghost with them forever, you die. <laughs> you feel yeah. the dying. Hold, hold on to the memories, you know? Yeah. Live in, live in your memories instead. <laughs> yeah, and try to not be such a dick that when you die, you get stuck in a memory of your mom blackmailing you forever because that sucks. Yeah. Rebecca gets to have some sex in her memories, like yeah. good times. <laughs> Be a Rebecca. Yeah, collect Ex good memories because you might have to relive them <laughs> after you die, and that would suck if they were bad. <laughs> and that's that's the moral the of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, on that note, thanks so much for joining us for our little discussion of the haunting of Bly Manor, and once more. In two weeks, we're going to be talking about Rebecca, the 2020 film starring Lily James and based on the 1938 novel, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Hell yeah. On that note, goodbye. Bye. No improvement. Why?